Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Sweetman, and we're up to episode 116, where I had a chat with a guy I've known for a long time uh, called Mark Cuby. I guess he would, call, if he had to call himself one thing, it would be producer, um, but he's a, a content manager, creator, editor, uh, a, an enthusiastic supporter and enabler of the arts across many uh, forums and formats over many years. Uh, I first met him way back when I was starting out writing. Uh, he was one of the creators of Loop, which when it was a, a magazine, a website and, and a fledgling record label. Um, so I wrote some stuff for their website and that's how I met Mark. Um, at that point he'd already been a sub-editor for The Listener, um, he'd been involved with Radioactive overhauling that and, and had shows on Radioactive um, and you know he'd done a bunch of things. In the last few years, for, well for the last most of the last decade, he was the producer of Kim Hill's uh, Saturday morning show on RNZ and uh, just recently he um, took up the position as the uh, director of the... Wellington Writers and Readers Festival, which is part of the bigger New Zealand festival, which happens every two years. So he's just just completed that. So we had a massive chat about all of these things, about music and writing and uh, and producing content, uh, managing time, managing things. And uh, you know he's got some great stories about um, about wrangling interviewees and 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 getting interviews done, and also you know the old fashioned. Um, Print and radio formats, all the pre-digital stuff, actually cutting tape and stitching it together, and uh, and and making magazines where you had to physically write down edits and send them to another place on a courier, rather than relying on email and computers and all of those things. So uh, a really fun and involved nostalgic chat. This and. Um, it was it was great to great to connect with Mark as I say I've known him for a long time and we've had we've had several informal chats over the years but this is the first time we've sat down and and done something quite like this so I hope you enjoy this um, thanks to Tea Leaf Tea Le Petit Chocolat and uh, Yesty Boys this is me talking with Mark Kuby I'm sort of thinking back to when I met you was through Loop and I don't I don't actually know how that happened beyond I I probably. In, the, in what was still the kind of earliest days of emails, really, in a way, for, or for me anyway, I probably was just hitting and hoping and sending out messages to people and going, can I, can I write for you? And you must have responded and said, yeah, you can try. Was it something like that? Look, I, honestly, Talk, Simon, yeah, I, 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 I don't think you would know. I can, that was such a crazy time, <laughs> as they always are, and, and uh, I can't really remember how that happened, but... I know I was writing for like the website, so the magazine That's was already happening. Right. I followed that. The music stuff was coming out. The CDs, the the whole sort of integration thing was happening. But yep. it was it was really the kind of early days of website stuff, and like in terms of well, certainly for Loop, and it was really quite. You were doing a, you know, you're doing a lot of good sort of daily refresh culture stuff. It's quite amazing. Just I was thinking back on this um, the other day, actually. You know, so it's like nearly twenty years. ago. I was just going to say it's twenty years. Nearly, nearly twenty years ago. Yeah. And when you look at the CMS, the content management <laughs> yeah. system that Simon Swain of Obscure.co.nz, who's mm. you know a whole hours discussion um, in himself, yeah. Yeah. kind of um, set up for us for Loop. Um, I mean, at the time, it was. Y- 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 I don't think any of us realised how just how cutting edge mm. that stuff was mm. because mm. it really was a very flexible, data-based, um, bespoke uh, system that just worked mm. and mm. made the the construction of a of, you know quite a large 
web presence. Mm. And I mean, you know, we were only starting to get going before mm. it all fell apart, mm, mm. kind of. But um, uh, how powerful and, and flexible that was in terms mm. of being able to throw up stuff that really, and, and I've worked in a, a lot of web environments yeah. since then, um, and... Oh, you know, it hasn't really <laughs> got got that much better in, in no, twenty well, years, you know, and and it's it's kind of surprising to me that that uh, when I look at some of the news websites now, mm. including the you know the, yeah, the, the big, big players, yeah, man, they're terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I can remember. I mean, this is obviously just coming back to me now because I've brought that up and thinking about it. But I can remember having a couple of sort of coffees with you at, at, at dear old Felix Cafe and then you getting me and a bunch of other people in um, to basically have like a very quick sort of, you know, um, web writing, loading seminar thing and then we were off to basically just load content ourselves and that and that and that's pretty normal now yep. but that just seemed mind-blowing then, you know, like, that. oh, like I think it was, I think I might have sent you two or three reviews and then next thing I was loading them up myself and you guys would obviously someone would check them the next morning and load them you know make them public but we were doing the back end stuff ourselves within you know just a few it felt like within a few days of being involved in any capacity it was amazing well that's right and I think if you've got a system that allows you to do that in terms of you know Mm. shaping your photos to the right size and Mm -hmm. Sizing them so that they don't they load quickly and and some kind of basic um, rules around um, how you how you put content in there. Mm. It's, it's not you know it's not rocket science. It's mm. not like trying to figure out how to u- use a um, a uh, a CompuGraphic yeah. uh, typesetting system, which yeah, is yeah. I guess when I when I first got into publishing, that's what I was using, and uh, that that re- that required virtually. HTML style coding to mm. get to get your your headlines and and all that kind of stuff happening. So you know and that's a, that's another uh, twenty years <laughs> ahead of that. But um, yeah, and and I mean if we're going to talk talk about publishing and that that kind of stuff in all its broadest terms, um, the opportunities now, particularly when you consider that for um, even in you know let's say two thousand. We had a bit of digital, mm. but not very much. No. You know, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was still reliant yeah. on having um, for for your high res stuff, having stuff scanned yeah. at great expense or, or transference <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, from thirty five uh, millimeter, um, you know, real mm. photography mm. into into digital at great expense. Mm. And now, you know, really, you know, you, you can cut a video in, in, in yeah. half a day and, yeah. and have it up on online with a, yeah, yeah. an accompanying story and, and all that. Yeah. And also then, you know, thinking about that, that was it was still largely like the website was to to augment the magazine copy and now if magazines still exist in any capacity that kind of to augment the the website. Well, yeah, you know, and, like, and, and um, it's, it's, it's that weird thing. I, I We get the... Saturday Dominion Post mm. because we've got a wood burner and you know you, yeah, yeah. you need a reliable source of paper outside of the junk mail to yeah. to uh, yeah the, the colour stuff stuff's not as good yeah it's kind of, and it's kind of nice to have a, a Saturday paper I've always loved newspapers but yeah. um, what I notice when you're you know you're in a cafe and you pick up the pick up the now truncated tabloid sized 
uh, newspaper and you're reading stuff that you actually read go, three, four oh, days I ago. I read that yesterday or the Even day last before week, online <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah. or somewhere else and you go, oh, hang on, I've read this before and mm. it's, a, it's a syndicated thing from something overseas. Um, the the, the print-based artefact is... is yeah, I just, I, I just wondered, uh, mm. you know, where is that going to go? And, and mm. again, you know, today I was thinking, you know, downsizing because, you know, there, there's only so much physical space. Mm. Why have I kept all those New Yorkers from the past <laughs> five oh, years? Yeah, I've had we, a battle with that stuff. I've got rid of quite a bit of it well, now. We've actually got a subscription, you know, to yeah. the online thing um, yeah. that's searchable and... <clears throat> you know, beautiful colour covers and everything, but um, what price mm. the 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 real the real mm. th- the real thing, if you like, in this mm. era of digital? If if aside from the fact, which we might get on to later on, if we start to talk about streaming, when if you've got it, you've got it, and mm. no one can take it away. You know, short of a police mm. raid, no one can take mm. it away from you. Whereas mm. I, I just think, you know, there, there might come a time where, oh, that big archive, it uh, uh, got bored or got <laughs> bust, went bust mm. and it's gone, mm. you know? And, well, and, this, is the, yeah. this is the kind of, I think, dilemma some people have with the concept of streaming and that is, is nothing around legalities or practicalities. It's around this feeling of ownership, this, this, this residual sort of need to hang on to something that you exchanged money for it or as you know maybe that's not even necessarily the the thing but just that you have something that's always going to be yours you know even even people paying to download things on iTunes they feel like they have an actual ownership aspect of it that's right and in in some of those cases it's having ownership of something that is um going to remain in the state that you first encountered it. So, Mm. for instance, if you go on Spotify and search up Dr. Dre, The Chronic, Mm. most of it's there, Mm, mm. but not everything, because Mm. they didn't clear all the samples for for a digital version. So... Uh, so it's incomplete. I, th- I, think, I yeah. think it's Little Ghetto Boy, which yeah, is one of the best tracks, isn't even... <laughs> it's not on yeah, Spotify, yeah. right? So... And the album is not the album for me without that. So mm. you, you, and then you get into the whole issue of you know, George Lucas remaking mm. his movies and mm. only allowing the phasing out the old ones. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, or or artists choosing to re-record note for note their yep. their catalogue because they they signed a crappy publishing deal first time round and and um, uh, don't own the masters. Mm. Um, yeah, it's 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 a difficult thing, but then there's just too much stuff now. So yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's not a yeah, problem yeah. because there'll always be more interesting. I think there'll always be more interesting new stuff mm. coming down. Mm. I, I mean, sure, the classics, but really, I, I, you know, the, mm. the, what would you? I don't. I can't remember if I talked with you before about my EP theory of music. Yeah, I think you. I think okay. You so there's 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 like there's the one hit wonders, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know they're known, you know, Vanilla Ice, who's made a good career off one great song. Mm. Um, but then there's a lot of artists for me who, yeah, you could you could nail it down to four or five. Yeah. really. Yeah. No, you know, there's there's very few people who deserve. Yeah. Um, 
uh, uh, even a big greatest hits album. Oh, I'm 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 with you on that. We're, I think we have discussed that because I I'm I'm you know I don't think this idea would ever stick. But I'm a big fan of the greatest hits EP, which you know it's kind of like it's kind of like marketing the wafer thin autobiography. You know they just don't happen, but they should. You know yeah. people would be embarrassed to say, "Here's my greatest hits. Here are six songs that no one's gonna do better than I did." But what's wrong with that? That's well, that's more than most people. Let's, let's In fact, I was it. I was watching the. This came up because I've just watched the documentary. Edge sent me the brand new George Michael doco. Oh, okay. To watch, and it is excellent. It's a, it's, it's it's what it's, it's who made it. Is he it? he he narrates it, and oh. he's credited as producer and director. It was what he was working on. Oh my gosh! And okay. uh, it it tells. You know, his full... It's kind a great of, story. It's a great story, and it tells the full story, and it's very good. And, you know, I I've, I've always, was always a George Michael fan, and um, but I was watching it and thinking, you know, he, you know, there are a couple of double album greatest hits, and they're too much. And someone should make, and I don't know if they'll make it as the, um, sa- you know, as the soundtrack to that doco, but a single disc George Michael, Wham! and George Michael, w- would, would be great. But they go too big. Yep. And they always do these double disc things or triple disc, and there is some, you know, some real filler. None yep. of it's flat out terrible because he was very talented and a great singer, but there's a lot of stuff that you just don't need. Yeah, I can't. I can't uh, yeah, see, he'd, he'd be one of my exceptions, I think, and that uh, yeah, I think you could fill a, a, a single. But that's what I'm saying. 70 minute CD, pretty much yeah, no yeah. problem. But, but two, yeah. two discs is a bit too big. But I think that's true for mm. just about anyone outside of. Roxy Music and um, yeah, yeah. Velvet Underground and Chic and Prince, you know, a few, and Prince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Again, you could get that. You know, you yeah, yeah. got to have the whole catalogue. But then yeah. everyone's different. So hey, it's yeah, a big yeah. wide world. And, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Now, look, I I do want to talk about that sort of stuff with you. I do want to talk about um, changes in, in media and cool. so forth. But I do want to get a little bit more of your background because I know I know you from the Loop days, and I guess you know we've we've um, bumped into each other at loads of shows we've you know been involved in similar projects we've turned up at similar things we've caught up in the street I, I I've and I've followed your work so I sort of know and we will talk on some of the stuff but I sort of know all the steps you've taken since loop um, you know producing yep. Kim Hill and and so forth all of those things but I want to I want to get a bit more about what you did before that I mean I want to know um, You've always been involved in publishing, media, journalism, broadcasting, all of these things, and sometimes more than one. But how did that all start for you? Yeah, okay. Because um, it strikes me that you're, uh, you know, I guess, I guess in a way, there are some similarities between what I've been trying to do and what you've done, and that it strikes me that you've taken a whole lot of hobbies and interests <laughs> and found ways to have jo- You know, I need to know the secret on how you actually get paid for <laughs> doing that stuff because I've struggled with Ooh. that. But but it, it feels to me like, yeah, you've turned a whole lot of obsessions, hobbies, interests into into a series of jobs. Yeah, or into, into, work, into that, work that that, that, that has either um, allowed me to continue doing that stuff mm. uh, and make mm. and or lose money along the way. Sure. Because it is a, a turbulent path. Yeah. So I guess, um, hmm, where do we start? I, a sickly child. Mm. Uh, in uh, Wellington. Uh, in, in Wellington, yeah. Um, brought up in Wellington. Sickly child, asthma uh, throughout my life uh, until, I guess, uh, around... 20s, mid 20s or so, where it just mm. disappeared, mm. as sometimes these things do. 
So I spend a lot of t- a lot of time in bed with books, uh, with books and big reader um, and big comics reader. Yep. Mm. Um, in, uh, DC. Uh, little bit of Marvel, but not so much, and and the British um, comics, which mm-hmm. were um, Smash and Eagle and uh, Compendium things, which mm-hmm. would also have things like the the uh, the Thor and yeah. and various um, mainly black and white um, mixtures of um, largely sci-fi, but also comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, that, that's I guess where my love of of, of uh, ongoing love of, of comics form came from, and um, yeah, to a, and, and listening to music to a, to a certain degree. Although back then, um, limited to the um, portable vinyl um, gramophone um, machine that mm. my, my parents had, um, which was a, a plug-in thing that could you know you could rack up. A stack of forty fives and let them drop down play sequentially, yeah, yeah. or 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 also take thirty um, threes and seventy eights, and and the record player in, in the in the parents' house. So you know, not really uh, much of a catalogue from from mm, their point mm. of view. You know, a lot of show tunes and Herb Alpert and yeah, the that kind of stuff, stuff of the day. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Of, the, of the of the late fifties and sixties. But I mean, you know, you take what you get as a kid, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you just you know. It's it. sort of all. If it's of interest, it's all of interest. You know, it becomes <coughs> like it's about the workings of the gramophone or turntable. It's about you know, it's about seeing it happen right, and yep. then and then forming something around the music because of that, and then eventually you start some taste starts to come into it when you get to when you finally get to start making your decisions around things that's right and I think it, that, that funny kinesthetic kind of thing where it's not just the tactile aspect of putting something on a on mm. a on a platen, you know with, mm. a, with a spindle and watching it go round and round but also the the pulling something out of a sleeve and mm. I was thinking about this the other day the the actual the the smell of vinyl mm. is just such an evocative and powerful thing and and when you when you've got something that engages all your senses like that, rather than mm. now where everything's just a you know mm-hmm. a, a double click and a and, and it's all plastic, um, it's it's a whole different thing. Anyway, so um, some recorded music, but and the radio, mm-hmm. uh, which at that stage was yeah yeah Radio New Zealand or whatever it was mm. NZBC or National Program, which um, didn't really play. Any good music, you know the the, no, the, the, the music of, uh, that they had was manual music of the mountains, yeah. and, and Ernie Omerod's um, brass band, bit hour of, of hour of torture, um, put me off that stuff for life. Bit of waltz stuff from Strauss, oh, yeah, and yeah, 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 you know, lots of <laughs> lots of bands lots and of, yeah. uh, easy, easy, yeah, you know, yeah, um, light, light, light music, yeah, I guess. yeah. Um, but then I guess around twelve. Or so, 11, 10, 11, 12, uh, 2ZM. Yeah. All right. So, um, which at that stage had Lloyd Scott and Dick Weir and uh, John Hood and Phil O'Brien, possibly. Um, you know, names mm. which some of which are still around today. And uh, Stuart McPherson on The Breakfast Show. Um, <clears throat> and they played the hits, you know. They played uh, mm. the... the, the, the the, the songs of the New Zealand chart, which has always been, I think, quite a 
a revolutionary thing that that doesn't doesn't quite it's gone it really has mm, gone mm, now mm. in that back then you had um uh, record companies in New Zealand who were divisions uh, of the multinationals based in largely America um and the UK but the music that was released here and went to radio here was a funny kind of mixture of the hits from the US and the hits from Britain, mm. which often didn't cross over. Mm. Um, I, I've been reading a, just a little tangent. I, one, of, one of my favourite music writers is a guy called Marcello, or Mar- Marcello, I guess, Carlin, mm. who writes a whole, his English, Scottish, and mm. I should not say English, he's definitely Scottish uh, writer, uh, online writer who, who, who does great... Um, in-depth stuff about the nature of pop music and, and all sorts of things. And his most recent blog was looking at every um, record in in the States that only got as high as number two. Mm. So it doesn't talk about any of the <laughs> songs that then went to number one. Yeah. And you go through this and you, and you, and even for me, who, you know, of, of around the 70s and 80s, you know, pretty, pretty keen on the charts and, and keeping tabs on that kind of stuff, you go, oh, I never heard, I can not even yeah, know yeah. about that yeah. stuff. So... Um, even though I probably did hear it because yeah. every Saturday or Sunday, can't remember which, on, on the weekend on ZM, they'd have um, Casey Kasem's American Top 40 where he'd count down the Top 40 records. Mm-hmm. And that was stuff that, you know, you you didn't really hear too much on the station per se because it mm. didn't have much more of a British hit um, slant. So early 70s, much more... Um, Glam, Glam was big. Mud, Sweet, Susie Quattro, mm. all that Chinny Chap, um, uh, Chin Chapman stuff. Uh, but on Casey, you got the soul music, you got the rockets, you got everything. And I, you know, back before you realised that this was you know, piracy, I used to take my little mono <coughs> cassette player and <laughs> put the microphone up to my mono. Um, Transistor radio, which I actually won off off ZM because they used to have um, lots of um, giveaway stuff. And I, you know, it, it, back then you would dial on the on the rotational dial mm. all the all the the first um, five numbers because you probably only had six digit phone numbers back then. The first five digits, do the six and just hold it till they went. And we'll take the third caller through. Okay, that'll be one. That'll be two. Release. Let go. And, you know, boom, there you go. And, and then you're know, in. <laughs> nice, nice Sanyo, solid state uh, mono transistor. Um, so, yeah, so, and, and go through and, and tape your, your favourites off the radio, anticipating mm. what they're going to play so that you you got the start without too much talk and mm. fade it out and so you'd have them to play later. So always very much into music, always very much into... Um, into... Um, um, publishing it, I guess, in, in that, uh, as well as books and, and so forth. You mean uh, magazines, 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 comics, magazines. Yeah, comics, magazines. And I, th- I guess yeah. it, 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 there was a, a brief flurry about this uh, last week on the Twitter. Um, Cream magazine. See, there were mm. two magazines. It was Cream, C-R-E-A-M, mm. out of the States, and C-R-E-E-M. Mm. And the latter one... Um, Lester Bangs. That was the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that had Lester Bangs. It had um, it had so many of the. Uh, it had Chris Chow's yeah. Consumer Guide, which yeah. you know we give A plus or C minus ratings to the latest things, 
and lots of interviews around that this is again this is just early 70s up to the punk era mm. it, 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 it did kind of go downhill and then closed uh, but just really interesting and funny and scathing but it was like takes on popular music it was like the NME in the, in the way that it created a stable of writers that you then went and followed what they did elsewhere like your Lester Bangs and Nick Kent's and stuff absolutely you know? but yeah, it was yeah. American and it, yeah, was yeah. Much, it was much much better yeah. than the NME because the NME was always, has always been a bit yeah. Po faced, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. In, in this, apart from your. But it did have its era where it, you know, it's Julie Birch or oh, yeah, yeah. Parsons no, and stuff, all those, that's, all, right. that's what I mean, all those writers that you then, you want to check out what they do next. That's right, and, because and, they were and, such and you were buying, and you were, and you, yeah. you were buying it, you know, th- yeah. three here, three months after it came yeah, out. Yeah, the, yeah. In the, um, in, mm. in the UK, and then having yeah. to wait another three to six months before the bloody records arrived. Yeah, <laughs> uh, unless you had an import license. So yeah, very very different times. But I guess like all, all that kind of stuff informed my way of thinking of what mm. the kind of stuff I really wanted to do. Yeah, and if we flash, if we cut forward to 1982, after I had um, worked. Uh, uh, tried to get into uh, left school, gone to university for a year. Uh, hmm. Thought it was a waste of time uh, to do a BA. Uh, tried to get into drama school, didn't. Applied for a Radio New Zealand cadetship, which I did get into, which was a year, uh, about half, more half a year, um, working in all the departments of the organisation, like hmm. you know, spending a bit of time with concerts, spending yeah. a bit of time. Selecting um, Mantovani and Manuel's Music of the Mountains and music like that yeah, for the for yeah. the for the national program and trying to sneak in something a bit more interesting. Um, writing commercials and bloody da, ending up um, being offered a copywriting job for ZBZM and um, writing stuff for Selwyn Too Good and mm. um, ads for. Danvies and you know all the, yeah. you know and, yeah, and, yeah. and making little and and making little things on um, uh, reel to reel tape where mm. you actually you know you old edits. fashioned cutting well you cut yeah you're really cutting the tape with yep. the scalpel and yep. putting that stuff together and and learning how to four finger type quite fast and ruining any chance of ever being able to type properly because <laughs> it's too late now mm. um, sad and um, yeah I should really have uh, in fourth form I had the option of taking French or um, bookkeeping slash typing yeah. as an option. And uh, my parents said, oh, you should take a language. And I have no facility uh, for any language other than vaguely English. And, um, uh, you know, oh, man, if I'd just taken typing and, <laughs> and you know, I'd, I'd be, you know, I'd be, I'd be, well, I'd be retired now, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, bookkeeping, yeah. Um so yeah, so writing ads, um, doing that kind of stuff, and then you know it was it was okay, it was interesting, but it was kind of not leading anywhere. It was office. It was it was grunt work, and and the music was horrible. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, yeah. at that stage, because this was you know punk era, and yeah, yeah. I was right, and everyone else was wrong uh, about that. Um, and drama school um, came up again, applied, got into that, did two years. Went out. What were you wanting to do with that? Well, I just I'd, I'd always done children's drama. Yeah. As, as a kid, you know, yeah, that's right. the other thing I liked. But you know, performing again, I I didn't mind swimming, um, but I wasn't really a, a sporty kind of mm-hmm. 
character. I don't like team sports, you know. Mm. Which, if you've been put in the in the left back position of the hockey team yeah, yeah. on Karori West Park <laughs> on a on a, a wintry Wellington day with yeah. the wind and the and the rain coming at you, you know, I can't see why anyone would persist with sport. If you you know, unless you were really really good at it. Um. So yeah, I I, I I love drama. I love acting and all that kind of stuff, and I'd always done that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but I, I, I and drama school was fantastic. I, I met you know the the class that we had. There were you know for the, for those intense, very intensive two years of getting to know people. Some really great, talented, you know, actor mm. people who could act, mm. like really act or or direct and. You know, I quickly realised that I was not one of right one of those. Um, I mean, I could do it, but I, I was never going to be great at it. So, and, yeah. and I think if if you're not going to be great at it, do something else. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think that really is, or, or just stick it really stick it out. And yeah, persist. yeah. But yeah, that's perhaps get not, great at it. Get by, great at it. Yeah, by by, by doing, doing more. Yeah, but yeah. then again, at that time, there wasn't the opportunity of your you know bats cooperatives or your stand-up comedy mm. um, circuit or any of that kind of thing, you know. You Young either, Hungry Season. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you either went to Fortune or, or Court or yeah. Centrepoint or one of the regional yeah. theatres. And, and, and they had X amount of openings. and Yeah, that's right. And, and Yeah, <laughs> indeed, and, and doing the same stuff night after night mm. and it seemed like, hey, I've, I've, I've done horrible jobs like that at the post office mm. and, um, you know, holiday work and sorting mail and, nah, not really. So, so you got through drama school thinking, you know, this this could be it, and then realised, nah, it's mm. probably not. Mm. Um, it off overseas um, to look at what that was like, um, England and Europe, and came back through the States. And um, uh, good time. Yeah, a hard time. You know, it, it was it was. Um, this was the the late late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. So um, you know, not tough to not. Yeah, n- not a lot of opportunity. Um, did a did a film and not a lot course, of and, and but again, you know, just the the whole scale of what you'd have to do to, to get into that and doing it on your own. Not a lot of wisdom around what you're off to go and do. You know, not like, whereas, yeah, you know, you're just you're just a yeah twenty year old kid, not 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 really knowing what the story is and working in bars with but no one else to hear from first about this is what you should go and do this is you know no well no well that's right and which is what, both exciting and yeah and, frightening, and, and, and thinking oh, i might get a job at a record yeah, shop yeah, but, yeah, know, yeah yeah right join the join the very 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 yeah. long queue or, or start writing for the for the papers and and again i, I didn't really have the experience there to do that mm. and um yeah, so I ended up working up in bars and just, you know, going to lots of movies and gigs and stuff, which mm. was, you know, the, the advantage of, of being proximate to, uh, to where it was happening. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then um, um, after a couple of unfortunate encounters with uh, cycle, a cycle, two, two cycling incidents, one in which I got into an um, argument with guys in a car who then <laughs> attacked me and... Um, uh, could have gone much worse, and then uh, about a month after that, getting rear-ended on a on a busy highway, and ending up looking up at the dashboard mirror with my head through the broken windscreen, and thinking, "Yeah, maybe. Oh wow, maybe yeah. it's time to, <laughs> to maybe it's time to come home." <laughs> yeah. So it stuck it stuck all the the collection of of vinyl and John Peel 
um, cassette tapes that I mm. put together into, into a couple of T-chests and, and shipped that home and um, caught a greyhound across America and ended up back here and thought, oh, I'll give university another go, um, which was a little bit better um, than the time before. But again, you know, it's... It, uh, uh, it was all right, and mm. you know, I was, mm. thought, oh, okay, I can see this through, get a degree, because that's what you do, and then um, um, saw the, the the salient, were looking for people to write stuff, and um, wrote a review of um, Coney Island Baby by yep. one of my heroes, Lou Reed, and they just took it and printed it, and, and I thought, oh, yeah, okay, this is good, seeing yourself in print is good, and I'll come down and, um, if you're not busy on a Thursday or Friday night, come down and help put the newspaper together, and that was it, you know? So I'd, I'd, after that, I was there every every week, mm. and gradually salient. For I mean, I still, I finished. finished pizza and beer. Finished my courses, pizza and, and... Pizza and, and beer and, and, and... marijuana. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and an and, ext- extremely and, late night. And, and extremely late nights, and, and great people, and, yeah. and actually putting stuff together in a, in a way that was... Um, terrifically fun and that you know that's where I first met um, Mark Wilson who was the editor at the time and then became my uh, flatmate later on and went on to edit the Good Weekend thing here mm. and went down to the press in Christchurch and has written four wheel drive books about the mm. South Island and Fergus Barrowman editor of VUP um, uh, and lots of lots of other amazing people and mm. I was there for, for, for two years, and in that time I also got involved with Radioactive and started the... Which was on campus. Which was just, you know, just just literally yeah. a, a two minutes away. Yeah. You know, so, and, and while they were quite separate um, organisations, there was a little bit of crossover. Yeah, and yeah. Ended up doing the, um, after, you know, doing a few late-night shows and uh, stuff, said, hey, you need a black music show because everything's so white. And I had the collection of, you know, lots and lots of funk and soul and hip-hop stuff. that have Disco. Been, the, the, yeah. night, the early hip, uh, 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 disco, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and just thought, yeah, I can do a show. And then um, this, you know, this story's fairly well told. Um, after about a month, um, Dr. Johns from Courtney Place wanted to sponsor on the condition that their guy, TP, Tony Penne, was would be involved. And he was just amazing. And... The two of us took that and it became the jam and the Wellington Wednesday, the Friday night and Wednesday night went back and forward, jam and um, yeah. So that was that was me and Radioactive. So yeah, between the two of those, learning how to do radio um, and make again using my mm. RNZ experience to to be able to make ads where on a four track we yeah, could, yeah. you know you didn't have to yeah. chop it up um, anymore um, and ending up editing Salient in 83 and running the commercial typesetting business in 84. Uh, that led to freelance design, writing, mm. proofreading. When, when does the listener come into things? Pretty you? much shortly afterwards. Right. So at that stage I was... So I that's was, the next big step. Yeah, that's right. I, was flat, yeah, yeah. I, was, I sort of followed a, a Mark Wilson is, is slightly younger than me, but I, you know, and, and, um, I kind of followed in his footsteps in that he... Was proofreading at the MBR yeah. and um, got a job sub-editing at the Listener. So I took his proofreading job at the right. MBR. Yeah, yeah. And then he then moved up. Then he, yeah. moved, then he left the Listener, <laughs> and I, I moved up uh, to uh, to take over that. And yeah, working with 
again, amazing people like, um, that's where I first met Chris Burke, right. who was writing for them there, um, of Blue Smoke and many other great uh, book fame, um, and my predecessor. At, well, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, all, all, I, was, I was just thinking about all this, all these connections with people essentially doing the same jobs and opening doors for other people or whatever. It's who you know. It really is. It really is, I think. So Chris, well, Chris was the producer for the Kim Hill Show. And that's he, right, but at that left, stage... Yeah, yeah. He left to do his book, and that's when you That's when I took over that. that so, yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, again, so that those whole publishing, broadcasting, mm. which, again, essentially, kind of the same... kind of the same jobs. It's looking out for good... for want of a better word, good stories or good people or good things mm. or... or um, Things that look good or sound good or feel good or, or will interest people will make them laugh or cry or or be entertained, but also inform and educate or challenge. I guess that's the package. Mm. That's the space that I've been lucky yes. enough to be working in. And again, it was all really not planned. It mm. was just oh yeah, that that's a good opportunity. I'll I'll go for that. That's uh, yep. I know that person. I that that that. Oh, you know, moment that that'll that'll work and and uh, yeah, so that that all went really fairly well. Uh, and then I guess after I'd been at the list a while, and that was a you know that was a killer job. That was so. What really, were you? What were you? What was your title there? What was sub you I came in as a sub editor. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah. basically meant at that stage you were taking in. Um, Copy from um, writers like Gordon Campbell or Pamela Sterling, who's mm. now the editor there, and and <clears throat> who were definitely the most productive of, of the writers, and and others who I won't name, who perhaps <laughs> were quite so good, and um in in shaping those yeah. into a uh, into a size tidying that fit, up, yeah, uh, yeah. tidying up, you know, fixing up or rewriting or creating the headlines, headlines and and um and captions and selecting photos and doing doing Proof, layouts, proofing and proofing fixing, and, yep. And again, all of this stuff not on a, any kind of PC basis. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you would you would draw this stuff down on a um, on paper, and they'd be sent up to Auckland to get composited by the typesetters at the New Zealand Herald, and then you'd come back and say, "Can can you turn that um, can you turn <laughs> that uh, headline for us? Why? Well, because it looks crap. Oh, it looked all right to us, <laughs> you know." And and dealing with these, you know, a heavily unionised. Um, Workforce that really didn't give a shit, mm. and and um, and that was great. And and I and I, I worked under Grant Gallagher, who's the, the partner of Jane Usher, who's the, the the brilliant photographer Jane Usher. And Grant was a yeah came from Colenso, so mm. he had advertising agency background, mm-hmm. and was you know he, both he and I were kind of a bit um, a bit um, I don't know <coughs> challenging of the the. The public service mm. mentality, because at that stage the listener was part of the NZBC, which included you know RNZ and T and TVNZ, and the listener was all one big conglomerate. And um, so he he uh, shoulder tapped me as a design assistant, created mm. a job that let me just do more of the design stuff, which mm. was which was much more fun and interesting. And you know doing stuff like going to um, the 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 typesetting or the the image processing place on. Vivian Street with a, 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 a big machine the size of um, you know a couple of cars that they would use you know that mm. cost six hundred thousand dollars to to do um, photography touch up that you can just now do yeah. with, with your filter on your I phone. Was gonna, I was going to say if all of this 
sounds a little bit archaic. It's because it really is, isn't it? You know, all the all of these descriptions of of putting together magazines and well, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it's amazing how um, how quickly that stuff. You know, I like I know a guy who edits digitally who says, you know, he likes to get out the old tape recorder and and snips once or twice a year to remind himself how to do that because you know he yep. it's otherwise it's a skill you know it's a, it's a, a skill that he learnt as as you did that um that was you know was the only way of doing it at the time and if he doesn't keep up with it it's going to disappear you know and then you know there are these like like you alluded to there are these sort of archives still around there are things that haven't quite been digitized yet there are things there's always you know going to be things that Oh, and, to be saved, and, and we won't want to come back to that because it, yeah. it is a yeah, worry. Yeah. It, it is yeah. a worry for me. Um, but yeah, and I think having to do stuff manually and mm. in, a, in a production chain where really you mm. have to, you have to, you can't just go at the last minute. I'll change it all around again. Mm. Um, that makes you much more focused and and um, having to think think much more and plan much more about what you're actually going to do to make it work because mm. you just didn't have time or, or the ability to, to change things or mm. to try alternatives. You really had to come up with something that worked um, mm. straight up. And, and um, again, I, I mean, I, uh, apart, uh, there's a lot of great professional design now. I mean, my, you know, books look so much better now, mm-hmm. records look so much better now, whatever. You know, the, the, the best of the stuff magazines look so much better but there's still so much really crappy yeah design and and yeah all over the show mm. um that you think well, guys you've got all these tools yeah, man, yeah. and, you and you've got this? every example in the <laughs> yeah, world to yeah. look at to go hey we'll just repurpose that with a with a mm. with a style that's that's got a little bit of a, a twist on it um i can't understand why things look so bad so and and, and um when we were talking about this um, on the on the messenger earlier, just what what are we going to talk about? Um, the technology has obviously um, been a big part of um, the way that I've mm. that has been parallel in my life, and I think technology just changes everything all the time. And mm. and you know that that big machine that we were using, you know, that was being charged out at a hundred dollars an hour and it would take six hours to mm. clean the acne off Susan DeVoy's face. And you know, it it, it um it, the, the cost of that and, and the complexity of it, you know, just what what that's all that stuff's gone now. Mm. And and while while I was doing the listener I, I bumped back into a friend of mine um, from the salient days, Michael Lockhart, who, who was working at a printer's, and he um, he started talking about um, these things called Macintosh, right? Mm. Which I was vaguely aware of, because um, I'd, I'd worked on an Apple II uh, for writing, and yeah, that yeah. was, you know, that was probably <laughs> my first computer that I'd ever used, yeah. at, at on film with Sue May, and that was where I first completely lost a story, you know, <laughs> and fortunately had a printout and had to type it all in again and yeah. you learn the value of backup. Um, but he, he, he I, Mark Wilson, who I was fighting with, he had a PC that he was he, he was using for a, uh, uh, a, um, a book that he was working on and I used that to write columns for the listener. Uh, but... Yeah, when you saw the Macintosh, you went, "Oh man, this is just so easy. This mm. is great," and and all the things that you know, just the touch and click, the GUI and the you know graphic user interface, 
uh, and the laser printer and <clears throat> Michael and I got talking and you know because the printer that he was working at was you know looking they had Bryce Francis they had a couple of these things but you know hardly anyone in, in Wellington had or even in New Zealand mm, had mm. these things and and he knew a guy called Dennis Winthane who w- was an Apple dealer and and output um, they did um, you know printed outputs you know and uh, we went into business as a kind of like little design production house using Macintoshes because <clears throat> you know the, the rule of the rule of thumb for work is you can have it cheap you can have it quick yes <laughs> or you can have it good and yeah you can have two out of those yeah, two yeah. out of three ain't bad <laughs> you know as the song goes mm. um, and fast and cheap there was a market, you know, because all the, the big guys, the typesetters and the photolithographers, you know, they, they were very expensive to mm, do these things. Mm. So we went into that and, and that was the design production part of my life, I guess, where we built up a, a communications business and then a design output business where, um, you know, we, we people would bring in a 3.5-inch floppy disk and we'd output a, a colour laser print and charge them 25 bucks and... You know, because mm. there wasn't anywhere else to get that stuff done, or or, mm. or do um, you know um, file outputs for for printing, and and again that kind of business is, you know, mm. gone mm. really. I mm. mean, because everyone's can do it themselves and not even have to print it out. They can just go directly to a PDF and email it to the printer. And <clears throat> so, and, and and during the course of that, I you know, as the Apple machine you know mm. went through the scully era and then jobs came back and um you know the the, the hard drives got bigger and the, the mm. processes got faster and you you saw what could what could be done with these things mm. um, you know i had a newton at one stage and, and i and i could see that, that these handheld things were gonna we're gonna change everything as well so um yeah so that that whole design production uh, uh Era was kind of continued what I'd been doing at Salient, but in a slightly more technologically sophisticated way. And then I took that experience um, to once the we we looked at uh, building the 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 business into something bigger with a design agency collaboration, and Mm. fell over and Mm. you know walked away with a bit of money from that and got a job at Vanderbilt Design, you know, to work for a a proper big end design company mm. as a production manager, which was a nightmare. And because, um, um, you know, if you're at the end of the chain, mm. you know, you always end up picking up the mistakes at the end and and, yeah. and doing late night work. And at that, at that time, I was also working on City Voice, which was the Wellington um, weekly community newspaper yeah. cooperative yeah. Thing that, with Jeremy Rose and Bollinger and Simon Collins, uh, who's now at the Herald. Yeah. Uh, doing that as kind of like a a, 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 a vanity project, if you like, um, you know, not not for money, just mm, because mm. it was a good thing to do and I could afford to, mm. and also doing and w- this was following Scope magazine, which we did um, out of the bureau with Michael and, and my friend Jim Scott, uh, and yeah, because producing magazines where you can sell a bit of advertising and yeah. kind of cover the printing costs and yeah. not pay yourselves, but doing whatever you wanted to do, that's yeah. that's a fun... It's like producing records, really. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's making stuff and putting stuff out, and it's always enjoyable. But, um, um, and 
I guess all that kind of stuff. Um, That's all precursor to yeah. Loop, well, and it kind of fed, fed, fed into loop, and yeah. we we had a we were just looking at a rudimentary web presence with City Voice. Um, I had a um, bad car accident and was kind of recuperating out at the family property we had out at Makara, and um, I was still doing radioactive uh, mm. on and off at that stage um, pretty much off I'd done the hip hop show I'd done talk back for them uh, which was Devil's Advocate show on a Monday night uh, which was also enjoyable so I, I still had a fondness and relationship mm. with the station and then um, Peter Dickens who was the, the the station manager was was leaving and they were um, they needed someone to to run the place mm. and I put my hand up and Spent 18 months there taking, t- turning the business around and bringing it off the hill out of Victoria University and getting yeah. away. Because v- Victoria were kind of over it by so the So this is mid, mid, to, mid to late 90s. Mid to late 90s, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, I started university in 95 and it was still on up at the campus then. Yeah. and, and sometimes and just shortly after that. that it, pushed into tiny yeah, little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the staff were all part-time, and it just yeah. wasn't... It does, it, it, you know, for a, for a station which back then the only reasonable competition was Channel Z, yeah. uh, or even that was nascent at that stage, it hadn't yeah. even really come along. There was, you know, for a station that was the only thing playing really interesting, different, good new music mm. and, and representing Wellington in a way that no, no one else was, it just seemed that it, crazy that it was stuck up on the... On the campus, hadn't mm. you know? Hadn't, didn't need to be had, there. Well, it had been sold off by the yeah. university yeah. four or five years previous, yeah. and didn't need to be there. And so we got it. We got it downtown and put new systems and people in place, and kind of burnt me out from that. And and I, I had decided to leave there, and got a call from Michael Tucker. Yeah, well, how yeah. do you guys meet? Well, and again, it was one of, these, one of these things where I'm in my office at Radioactive and this guy comes and hey, we should do a Contra thing because yeah. I'm, I'm doing this magazine called Wellington Styles, which was a <coughs> right. was like a street, um, yeah. like a, 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 a li- you know, the live section that's in the Don Post, a, 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 a monthly kind of <coughs> uh, colour newsprint um, thing for Wilson and Horton, which was who used to publish the Herald and did community newspapers and they were working out of Johnsonville. And he said, oh, we should do a Contra thing and I've got this great idea for an ad. You know, we'll, we'll play Jethro Tull's and, and and we'll play that bit sitting on a park bench reading Wellington Styles. And I said, well, you can't actually use um, Aqualung um, because it's um, copyright and, you know, there's, yeah. there's law. Oh, really? Okay. Anyway, so, and, and I'd never really seen any... One like Mikey, because he's, you know, just, just that amazing what, energy yeah, and what drive. Is, I mean, what is Mikey? He's like a great kind of uh, infamous hustler, really, isn't he? Well, <laughs> you know, what? yeah, I, I think that we're... There's, there's, a, there's a great story about the elevator pitch, which I don't know if you know. The, the elevator pitch is, is, so you're in an elevator... And someone important walks in, and you've got a business, and you've got mm. two, maybe three floors of two. time. You know, you've got thirty seconds to say, to "Hey, essence, yeah. I know who you are. This is what I'm doing. This is what I've got, and you should be interested in what I'm doing." Invest in me, yeah, right, or whatever, yeah. And if it's you know Americans in the elevator, that's what they do because that's where it comes from. But if um, it's an Australian in, in the elevator, they'll you know try to bond by talking about sports, yeah. 
right? And then the, 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 the elevator ride is over and that's as far as they've got and see you later. Um, the Kiwis just won't say anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they'll, they'll look at the last shows. thing they want to do is talk <laughs> themselves up. Well, I think um, Mikey's a natural salesperson and, and those kind of people just... Succeed. Uh, uh, are not, they're born. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, you, I, I think even with the 10,000 hours, you could learn to learn to do that, to, to, to cold call, to, to be brazen, to mm. bend the truth when necessary and, and, and hustle. Mm. Uh, but you've got to be extraordinary to, to be able to maintain, maintain team people and convince people of, in, into your dream. And, yeah, yeah. and I think I'm, I'm reasonably good at doing that if it's something that I'm not... If it's not something... If I'm trying to sell somebody else, mm. I'm really good at that. And I think, you know, a lot of people are, are find it much easier to sell um, someone else they know or something, something else they believe in um, mm. rather than saying, hey, here's my record or here's my film. And that's changed now. Again, I think mm. the last 10 years, we've, we've really seen a sea change in that in terms of people going, hey, us shit is as good as anybody else's, mm. you know? Mm. Let's do it. But, well, artists have been forced into the situation of having to do that now too, right? Like the whole yeah. social media marketing yep. means you have to. Well, you're 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 a you're a, your own promoter, yeah, I, your own publicist, your own you know your own number one fan. You kind of have to be. You're you're a you're a small business. You're, yeah. You're a owner, yeah. you're an entrepreneur, and you're yeah. an owner operator. And if you're not going to do it, no one's going to do it. Or unless you can find someone to hire. To do it for you, you know, yeah, which, yeah, which, yeah. Again, which, is not, which is not everyone. Yeah. Well, again, it's like you know what I was talking before about um, the theatre scene in 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 the eighties. You know, yeah. there, it, 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 there's just there hasn't been until now the kind of infrastructure around mm-hmm. to enable that to yeah. have, to let to let the drummer drum, to let yeah, the yeah. the band band, to let the um, everyone do their own thing. Um, in their particular way, you've got to become that jack of all trades. Anyway, so um, so Mikey gives you. So, a call. No, I get, I get, I get Mikey straight away and go, yeah. "Oh, this guy's great." And um, and then when he says, "Hey, you know, come and work with me on Wellington Stars," I thought, "Oh yeah, okay, well that's magazine." And anyway, the the whole how loop happened and how it all fell apart is. It's two hours, okay. Um, yeah, why so is we're, not, it, we're not going to do that now. Why is it not a feature-length film documentary yet? You well, know. because who it would, could be good? Hey, who would play? Who would play? <laughs> no one can play Mikey except Mikey, and 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 he's too old for that now. Uh, um, I think he'd probably still want to give it a go, well, wouldn't he? Well, <laughs> you know, he's, 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 he's losing a bit of hair up right. top, and he's you know put on a bit of weight as we all have, and um, yeah, I guess I guess you could find some some young bucks to do that for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I th- it, it 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 was a. a, a a great instructive story of, of just how um, a whole lot of attitude and being again mm. at the right place in the right yeah. time yeah. with with the right technology coming along, you know, can can change things because we were the first. We weren't the first, but we were definitely the 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 one that made people set up glossy color free magazine in Wellington, um, yeah. and then again, um, you know, the first to put a, a, a CD of of all New Zealand music on mm. the cover back in the day when, you know, there was, there was still that resistance yeah. to, to cringe to, around. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the th- other things I hadn't mentioned was, it was back the, the rock, the quota, um, thing that I did with Fraser McInnes, Alan Barrett, uh, Jeremy Jones, um, again, Michael Lockhart and who else was there? Um, 
other people whose names I've sadly have forgotten, sorry, um, to, to try and to support um, Kelly's bill about um, uh, compulsory quotas for New Zealand music. Mm, back, mm. You know, and then yeah, mm. that was fighting against the the entrenched yeah, yeah. establishment who said there, there's no way this sort of thing can happen. And um, So that, that passion for local music, I guess, has always been there too, mm. uh, even when at times... Like an active in 96, there really wasn't a lot of good stuff around, mm. you know? You could only um, play it so much. <laughs> and you could only play it so much and, and some stuff um, just gets overplayed. And on the on the way, I was listening to Active on the, in, in the car on the way here and yeah, they did a, a double play of um, Crazy Yes, Dumb No and, mm. and uh, Mint Chicks and Buddy by mm. Snapper. And, you mm. know, you, you, I'll never get tired of hearing Buddy by Snapper, but... Um, you know how long? How old is that? You know, mm, mm. You know, um, um, so the New Zealand music thing um, was really important, and I guess seeing what you could do in a town like Wellington, where you just could go into every cafe and every shop and say, "Hey, here's a really good free CD that you should put chuck on, on. Yeah. chuck on," and you know, and it was still play being played nine months mm, later. Mm. Um, that that first one, and being able to keep that. Um, thing happening of, of... Well, they all became quite highly collectible, didn't they? Quite prized, you know, yeah, amongst, you yeah, know... Yeah, yeah, and, and, and... Not in a financially lucrative sense, but just in a, like, a pride thing. They well, were, and, and, and I, 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 the, the phrase we always used to use was reflecting the culture back on itself, and I mm-hmm. think if you're not hearing or seeing or, or having displayed your own stuff pretty much constantly and, he, and, and you know, hearing, hearing things over and over again and, mm. and letting it seep in, um, it's very hard to get traction. Um, even, even now, you know, I, I, um, although the, you know, the, the Breaker Upper is, opens this weekend mm. and it's going to be huge and, you, you know, you look at what Tyker's done and, and so many people, are, I think, you know, we kind of we own film now and mm. <laughs> New Zealand in a, in a funny, you know, indie minority kind of way and certainly the New Zealand music um, battle has been won I think um, you know the, 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 we saw it come along in, in 2005 with um, you know the, the, the based on a true story I think when, when that mm. as an independently uh, released and distributed largely um, CD you know just Sold and sold and sold and sold from nowhere, really, or, mm. or appeared from nowhere. Mm. Or, you know, we had um, Bowmaster, which was the progenitor to Freddie's on the on the first Loot CD five years earlier, uh, or so. Um, you know that that whole feeling that yeah, our, our stuff's really good, and we want to hear it, and, mm. and it doesn't matter that it's not being played on ZM or the yeah, Edge yeah. at that stage. You know, yeah. if, if we we know it's good and it, and it's and it's filtering through, and I think. Um, Really, in the last few years, you know, again, Ellen, you know, you had these touchstone mm, moments. Mm. I think Ellen Catton with the Luminaries kicked down that door too. And, and, and what's happened in the wake of that in terms of your Harold Lindsay Birds and, and, and all sorts of stuff mm, that, mm. that's happening in music and art and film and and so forth. It's it's that, that argument that there's, there's not only um, no reason to celebrate it, but, but, but there's a financial reason to be looking into these things mm. is, is that argument should be over mm. and you know it still really baffles me that all this money is going into fucking America's Cup again and you know and okay it'll help the Auckland waterfront and the 
mm. shipbuilding industry and mm-hmm. you know keep some sailors sailing good on you but um you know the 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 change that Helen Clark made by making herself Minister of the Arts and that, you know, positive spiritual boost for, for the culture was good, but, you know, the the money and the infrastructure stuff still isn't there around. Mm, I mean, mm. you know, Fortune Cl- Theatre's closed this week. Yeah, yeah. That was you know, and it's just... A, 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 and depressing but, news just saying... Well, that, yeah, but maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe yeah. it's an old model that doesn't yeah, yeah, function anymore. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, the, maybe the times have moved on, and I think you've, you've really got to be aware well, that... that, that Things change and suddenly stuff doesn't work anymore. Yeah, well, I saw someone also today, you know, on Facebook bemoaning that the Dominion Post is basically not doing any reviews of anything anymore. And it's kind of like, that. you know, yep, that's sad, but asking for them to do them again is not going to mean anything or work. You know, they haven't really done them properly for quite a while now. And, um, you know, they want to run 100-word caption things. Well, you know, it's just you just ignore it and look elsewhere if you want that stuff. That's right, and, you know? I, and 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 I think again, we, we, in terms of your, they're only going to make it. They're only going to get people doing it for absolutely nothing, doing it terribly if they do. Oh look, back I, in I, just, which is you, where it's been for quite oh, a while anyway. Just you know, the stuff you read, and it's oh, just like it's does this person not know no, anything? No, yeah. they don't. And and uh, or, but you're also not allowed to be mean to you know. You're not allowed to point. <laughs> you're not allowed to point out that this person's not not good at it. You know, apparently they're just trying, and you know. And uh, I think I don't know where that crowd was when I was doing it. No one, no one was, no one was saying leave him alone. He's just trying oh, to write. He's just a poor boy <laughs> from a poor family. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and I think you need that kind of robust stuff. You need the argument. You need, of course you do. You know, literary feuds and, and yeah. You and, want people and, to be able to, ju- to to try to justify their position on why they're doing it and stuff. You know? I mean, gosh, at the sport, you know, if the yeah. sports players yeah took that stuff to heart, we'd yeah. they'd never get on the bloody field. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, um, uh, but I think again, it comes down to um, the fact that, that you know there are, there is money. There's you know mm. sport would not survive. You know mm. even though it's a, a multi million dollar business, sport would not survive without um, financial assistance from your trusts and your pokies and all that mm. kind of stuff, particularly mm. at the lower level. And if you're looking for the arts culture to thrive, um, you know it will. Let's take theatre for instance. Um, you don't need the it's nice to pick up the paper if you ever see, you know, mm, people mm. that do pick up the paper or, you know, it's in a yeah. cafe or whatever to read something in print. But really, for the last five years, the the, the best source of um, theatrical criticism has been theatre review mm. online, you know, John Smythe's mm. theatre review, because mm. it's it covers pretty much everything. Everything that's going on. Not just in Wellington, but all over the country. Yeah. And, and it's searchable and it's flexible and people can wax... On at length and and not be not be constrained by commercial imperatives, mm. but you know that's a labour of love and mm-hmm. it really shouldn't be. It should be something that that is supported by mm. some sort of um, financial assistance that keeps that going. Um, the spin-off review of books, you know, mm-hmm. which is part of uh, you know the most interesting media model I think that we've seen in this country mm. in the last well probably since Loop I think you know, yeah, yeah, in, in yeah. terms of what it's pulling together and the way that it's funding what it's doing um, uh, the spin-off review of books wouldn't exist without Crowd New Zealand help to keep Steve on team Steve mm. Bornius on team mm-hmm. making that work um, the New Zealand books which you know the quarterly mm. you know that that's it's not the London Review of Books. It's not the you know. It's not 
New York, but it, but it it it, it it's great writers yeah, writing yeah, at length yeah. about about passionately yeah, and knowledgeably and, and with, about with still, but yeah. uh, but until you know and and but again no one knows about it because yeah. The Creative New Zealand funding means that they've got to sell a certain amount of copies, and it's not, and it's online, but it's paywalled. So suddenly, mm. it's, it's not part of the discussion. Mm. Whereas for something like that, I think you do have to. I mean, the, the, again, this was I think with the loop. You've got to give stuff away. Yeah. First, because otherwise, you, you, how do you make them pay? Mm. And, and this is the. I mean, this is obviously the great dilemma for anybody now in in. in the creation of just about everything. Um, how do you, how do you, how do you make it support? How yeah. do you support what you do? And I don't know. I, I think. Know, well, I think the answer largely is that you don't. You know, actually, <laughs> I think you go and get a job doing anything else, and then you are not. You know, you're not bitter and disappointed that you're not that all the energy you're putting into things is not paying off. Yeah. And if you get really good at it and or really lucky. You know, and, or just and prepared or, to hard work. And, you know? yeah. yeah, and or you get noticed for other reasons because of a general, basically some sort of commitment and dedication. Then maybe something comes from it. But uh, you know, and also recognizing that things have a cycle. I mean, you you look at the, I think the, <clears throat> the end of the music industry as we know it that we've seen mm. right now, uh, where you know they're all all the the big acts are dying because yeah. they're old and they're dying yeah they're literally dying um some not soon enough but um the 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 limits to which they could be repackaged and do heritage tours and yeah yeah bring in neil finn and whatever to to give them (laughs) another um round of i mean do you think he's do you think he's going to be hired gun for help or you know, I, I, go because uh, no. I sort of say good on him, you know, like oh, why he's, he long ago. Don't you don't you uh, want to go and see Fleetwood Mac with Neil? Yeah, uh, with Neil Neil Finn? Neil Finn. Well, I don't I don't I don't have any problem with it. I don't need to because I saw them with Lindsay Buckingham and right. and I've yeah. seen Neil Finn loads of times. Yeah. So I'm quite happy to keep those two experiences separate. But yeah, it wouldn't stop me from going and seeing them. That you'd be more the, likely to go and see them now than you would have with another. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and we, and I guess New Zealand's more likely to see them play here again, you know, <laughs> maybe with, with yeah, with Mike, Cam- Mike Campbell's with, in there too. So yeah. I know, wasn't it funny how almost no New Zealand media mentioned that? You know, it's kind of like I thought that was really sad. It's well, like you know, and and when you think of how huge Dan the Torpedoes was <laughs> yeah. in, in New Zealand, I mean, there there are New Zealand has a, it's this funny thing where there are there are these iconic multi million selling records that, that mm. I mean sure they happen everywhere else mm, but I mean mm, mm, mm. What, you know I, I'm sure Legend sold more copies in New Zealand per, per, yeah, per capita yeah. like to a, to a factor of 10 than anywhere yeah, else yeah yeah surely um, Bob Marley's Legend um, yeah so I it, it, with the end of the music industry as we know it just because those classic rock era stuff's all gone mm, you know mm. and, and really the new the new era is here. It just mm. hasn't been yeah. necessarily recognised as yeah. such, it, 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 and that's not sh- just the acts. It's the distribution methods. It's mm-hmm. streaming. It's it's people doing stuff for themselves and mm. happily being able to occupy a niche mm. that gives them a family business, if you like, that's that's self supportable, and they don't need to be in the mm. charts or mm. well known or whatever. They can st- just go and keep on doing what they're doing um, <clears throat> without necessarily the pressure of of um, of being in hot, I mean, the, 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 there are okay, there are difficulties around that, but um, 
you know, your solo act with with the the whole band in a suitcase, mm. that's that's a feasible proposition that didn't exist a little while ago. Um, doing all your media, doing all your bookings yourself. You well, know, I mean, maybe I don't... With, maybe with a one I don't, I don't at all understand the appeal of him, but, like, Ed Sheeran's ability to put his act on fill a stadium is, is remarkable. I, I mean, he writes... He, he, he can sing well, he writes good tunes, mm. he's the James Taylor, Carol King of this era, I think. Um, and he's and he's a collaborator, you know. And he's he's on. Oh, he's, I, on, he's, he's with everybody, and he's I part don't. of that um, cross uh, cross platform, mm, mm. Um, you know, guest starring thing that mm. that hip hop pioneered, mm. really. Mm. And, and he's. I mean, I think he's a, funny enough. I think he's a hip hop artist. Well, I don't. I just. And, and I actually could just working, working with a folk. I couldn't spot a, a song of his in a lineup, so I kind of don't really have an opinion on him. I, I, I think, like, the Dunedin thing, you know, I, I can understand the uproar there that that was sort of laughable. That's a classic New Zealand just going, like us, like us, you know, l- allow us onto the tiny corner of the world stage for a bit. Someone <laughs> big and famous likes us, so we're going to paint their name all over the... You know, get that. But, but I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if his music's good or bad, but I, it is remarkable that a guy who, who doesn't do a whole lot you know, in terms of he, you know, his banter sounds pretty average. His, uh, you know, he's likable, but his banter sounds average. He doesn't dance. He doesn't have a band. He's a rudimentary, you know, perfunctory performer. He's not a skilled virtuoso. Maybe he's playing music to a whole lot of people that have never come across a loop pedal before, so that's like a magic trick to them. But but it's still amazing that he's filling stadiums. That's incredible. I th- yeah, and it's like Adele. I mean, he yeah, and, and again, it's a, it's a, that, that that whole soft rock period of the early seventies with the Carpenters, Bread, mm. Taylor, King, um, Cat Stevens, whatever. You know, Cat Stevens. Mm. He's kind of like Cat Stevens, isn't he? Maybe, but maybe yeah. was not you know, you know mid period. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cat Stevens, yeah, not yeah. early punk Cat Stevens, <laughs> um, uh, or later Islamic <laughs> Cat Stevens. Um, you know, and, and I think people... It's, it's, That's a question. it's a question no one ever asks. What's your favourite Cat Stevens period? Oh, no, the first. Absolutely. I mean, I <laughs> the had... Pop, I, the, the mod... No, no, I, thought I, had the, the, I had the album because, you yeah. know, it, it, when you're buying <laughs> records at, 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 at an early age, you want value, right? You buy those greatest... You buy those solid gold hits. Yeah, you yeah. buy the, the now 17s. Um, you buy the, the, the greatest hits records mm, because then mm. you get all the good stuff. Biggest number of tracks. And the world of Cat yeah. Stevens with the, with all those great 60s productions like Matthew and Son and yeah, oh, yeah. My Dog and, yeah, yeah. and The First Cut is the Deepest and my, my, my favourite one, I'm Going to Get Me a Gun. Have you heard that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm Going to Get Me a Gun and all the people who put me down, they better get ready to run. And, you know, that's, that, hey, that's pretty heavy, Cat. He's, he's, he's actually a pretty deep artist when you look at it, right? Because, like, massive singles, like big big greatest hits yep. things. Early. But, um, Multiple careers. But, but really good album cuts. Yeah, oh, no, even no. even even in that sort of slightly schmaltzier middle period, some really good albums. Oh, look, no, no, no. You, and again, Teeth of the Tillerman, yeah. um, uh, Monobon, ja- or Monobon Jack, Fire Cat and not Teeth, so much. Yeah. Fire Cat and Teeth, and Teeth of the Tillerman. They were so huge in yeah. New Zealand. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, That's and, like Damn the Torpedoes and Legend. Oh, yeah, and bigger. But, and, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and um, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, mm. Hot August Night. Mm. Uh, you know, there, there's only a few of them that come along mm. like that, and they don't, don't, don't they don't come along all mm. that often. And I just think tapestry suddenly you tap yeah, but although tapestry, yeah, yeah, tapestry. 
best of breed. Um, but just sell, sell, sell. Rumours. Th- Rumours. I think um, Sharon's just come along at a time when there wasn't mm. anything like that around mm. and mm. it's captured that hole. And like Adele, captured that hole it's, in the market. It, yeah. seems, it seems real to people, you know, un- unsynthesised. In, in, in sort of all senses well, of that it, word, it, I guess. And I think it is. And yeah. I, I don't think... I mean, obviously, everything in pop music, everything's an act. Yeah. But he is what he is. Yeah. He's not... And, and I think, again, that's why I say hip-hop. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's speaking truth. He, he, he is pared down. He is unvarnished. He's... He's um, he's the, the thing is simple. It's, it's, it's beat and... and Melody, you know, yes. and, and paired back, and, and not grandiose, and not um, not trying to convince you something he's not. Have you got kids that are fans of his? You're starting to sound a bit like no. That. We, I mean, <laughs> we don't mind. We're yeah. not. We don't mind him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's not something. We, yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, and I think um, uh, you know, a team is a is a is a great song, and Bloodstream's a great song, and, and I'm um, going to have to listen yeah, to yeah. some of his you, stuff because I, I just don't know it at all. You know, Adele, like you couldn't escape. Like I know that stuff without even yeah, trying but, to. But know But that it. came along when you were working the record shop. That, like, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. So you that's true. I and, and, yeah, and yeah. I so it, if I was in that job now, if that job existed for me in the way it did then, yeah, I'd be all over and, and sharing and I think, whether and I, I wanted to. That's or not. right, and it's, I think you probably like him because I think that, that there's some stuff that you have to listen to, you know, over, over and over, mm-hmm. and then you say, oh, now I get it. Now it's sunk in a bit, and actually, ah, oh, that's I, should, always, look, I shouldn't like it, but I do. I listened to a Carly Binding record three times a day for three weeks so I could win a yeah. 5.1 surround sound home theatre system, and I fucking won that thing, and I, none of that music, I just did it. I just, no one else was prepared to do it as hard as I did that, and I, and, and then I wrote a review of it that came out the same day saying it was absolutely garbage, so I had like the head of the record company on the phone to me saying, you know, you're a cunt, you can't, you can't have it, rah, rah, rah. It's like well, I won that competition fair and square. Fair and square. I, d- I did what you wanted me to do, yeah, yeah. but I can't. Point is, I can't remember a fucking. No, 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 no. That's right. That's right. And, I, and I, there are things that. Um, Sometimes you just got to do that dirty job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dirty anyway, job. So I'm um, good on your ears. And, and again, <laughs> I think that that that. I mean, just imagine what he took out in New Zealand. Because mm. he would have had a really good deal. Good payday. Mm. Great. I mean, un- unbelievable payday. Mm. How much does you know? Like, what's the what's the you know, what's the where's the back back line on that show? Mm-hmm. It's not there. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. God, the, the low costs. Low costs. Um, low risk, low costs. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah and I, I just think you you need to cut your cloth to to the to the way the the dress code happens these days. So we can't go into the full thing, but loop and loop loop explodes or implodes what both what, both and 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 so it lives on as a record label that's a set that becomes a separate thing yeah a, le- a record label you you're gone at that point you or you go well, no, it, that's it, the point it when was, you it go was, it, we were making it was returning over lots and lots of money yeah. spending you know as Dickens lots. with mr McCorber Dickens yeah. you know what is it you know <laughs> paraphrasing uh, earning a dollar a dollar you know that's great but you're spending a dollar five yeah, so yeah. that's bad um, so yeah, cash flow took us down, mm. and um, which was a real shame. Um, and I think we weren't really a record label at, mm. at that stage. And Mikey took you know the the name and turned it into Loop Aotearoa yeah, and, yeah. and turned it into a record label. And, yeah. and again, uh, the it it's not the record sales. It's not the licensing. It's not the Fly My Pretties. 
tours. It's a combination of all those things put together that, that make that kind of mm. thing viable, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, he, he, and you just can't be doing one thing now. You've got to have yeah. all these strings to your bow to, to make yeah. that kind of favour. And I just think by, by that stage, oh, that was just, you know, that, that was too hard. So I took the... the the knowledge that I gained from from that and the, the you know everything else that led up to that and connected up again with Michael Lockhart and convinced New Zealand Trade and Enterprise to you know give us give us um, some money to go around the country and talk to the creative sector the mm. the art the visual artists the musicians the actors the the theatre people the the, the every, everyone in that sector. Mm. Um, about how what we were saying before, you are yeah individual. You know you're, you're a you're self an entrepreneur. You're, you're, an a, you're a business, yeah. and and you can either choose to embrace business and succeed, or find someone else to do it for you who you can trust and yeah. succeed, or um, basically fail. Because no yeah. matter how good your your stuff is, if 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 no one's listening to it or or accessing it, yeah. um, who cares? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, and again, I, I I think that's the the the, the whole Napster. Spotify, um, you know, if you if you're not reaching an audience, you're fucked. Yeah, actually, um, with 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 what you're doing, and and um, you can't expect to hold it back and say, oh, this is it may be the best thing ever, and and but you know the the, the last few centuries are littered with or, or thronged with with great talent who never made a dime. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you know, even after you cut off your ear, you know, yeah. you can't sell a. Painting Vincent. Um, uh, so it's 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 a it's a tricky business. So we had the, you know we so we did that Sisyphean task of trying to convince um, artists not just to totally reject business but to you know give yeah. it a go and yeah. and and then again the money ran out on that and uh, I was casting around for something to do and looking through the you know jobs mm. classifieds. In the back of the paper, would back when those things. Yeah. Uh, were, well, there's still more than just <laughs> yeah, just yeah, ones yeah. for CE wanted for you know yeah, yeah. giant multinational, um, and you know one year secondment to run Saturday morning with Kim Hill and oh okay Chris Burke hey Mark Cuby here um, you reckon I should go for that yeah I think you should boom you know because he was taking the year off to do yeah, Blue Smoke and and you know ten years later I was still doing it. So you went into that knowing uh, this is a one-year thing and yep. you're thinking, great, I'll do that for a year. It was a format. And it was Kim. Yeah. Uh, loved what loved to work. Easy to do. Um, I can give it... I, I, there's stuff I thought I can give it a... Bring to this. Bring to this. And, and you know, it, it, you've got to remember at that stage it hadn't really been going very long. Mm. The, the, the original Saturday morning mm. show was Brian Edwards. That's right. Um, and he got, you know... Uh, kneecapped by Sharon Crosby, uh, and they brought John Campbell in, and he only lasted a short time before he his the TV career blew up, and he couldn't yeah. do both. So, yeah. and opportunity, Kim, you know, had had a long time on Nine to Noon, and 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 went to went to that. So, Chris had you know been on there two, three, three years, um, and took the year off. I came in, all care, no responsibility. Yeah, wrapped it up and. Yeah, yeah, had fun, and um, he came back, uh, uh, you know, uh, having gone out and every musician he talked to about the history of 
you know, you yeah. see a popular music said, oh, if you talk to, you know, you're, t- you're talking to Fred, okay, yeah, good, you know, and Fred goes, yeah, but you've got to talk to Bill, and Bill goes, oh, you've got to go to Sam's place, because he's got a whole garage up in Hawara yeah. where he's kept files on everything for the whole Horofanur and Taranaki scene for the last 30 years, and the, the research component of that just exploded for Chris, and, you know, a, a year later, when he was meant to have the whole thing researched and written, he just started. He just started. Yeah, yeah. And, and he tried to do both for six months, and I um, managed to hang around doing web stuff with um, the genius Richard Hulse, who was the, the webmaster at RNZ at that stage, and yeah. now to Papa. Um, and, um, you know, I keep just thinking, oh, I quite like this Radio New Zealand thing. I've, you know, I'm, I'll keep my hand it's good in. It's yeah. good to keep, keep my hand and keep, keep, keep doing work. And Chris went, nah, it's just too. I've just got to. I've got to do this book, you know. It's it's the passion thing, and, and the book and worked out pretty good for him. Pretty good, eh? Hey? Yeah, you know, when you, it, it's that's a monumental, yeah. um, you know, yeah. it, it, deservedly the book yeah. of New Zealand book of the year yeah, for, yeah. for not just the writing but the production. God, the, you know, yeah, it's a beautiful sourcing book. and and getting clearing the, the rights on the photos yeah. alone is a yeah, yeah, task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and 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 by that stage, I'd you know kind of taken over the program and and. Um, yeah, a ten year stint, which just seems crazy. Could I? Because up until then, I'd never done anything mm. for more but than you know. Three, three years, years was a long time, right. to, to be doing anything. So yeah. what? I mean, there's other people involved in that, but the Kim Hill's show is it's really a two hander between you and her. Well, the new producer now, the producer and the host, as it is with most of those sorts of shows, it's. You know, it's you know everyone thinks it's the Kim Hill show and it's her, but it's kind of a fifty-fifty deal yeah, in a way, well, isn't it's, it? It's more complex than that. I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, I think the producer presenter thing is is, yeah. is is important. Yeah. And obviously for uh, for other programs where you're on every day or weekdays, like you know, sure. afternoon, you need more producers. And yeah, in fact, yeah, Kim yeah. now has two producers. Right. Um, um, Dieter in Auckland and Christine in in, um, in Wellington, um, which I think you know she deserves. She, yeah, can work. absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. then you've got the whole Infofine Research Library where you can just say, "Hey, find me everything I need to know about this mm. neuroscientist or whoever," and they can access not just the stuff that you can find on Google, but mm. you know because they've got subs, you know, paid subs to all the. Nature and yeah, all, the, yeah. all the magazines that you yeah. can't necessarily access as a, as a as an individual, and pull it all together, you know, while you're setting up the, um, you know, the the pre-recorded Skype connection to mm-hmm. Delhi or London or New York or wherever, and hopefully getting them in a studio with a good connecting line or on a phone that's not going to, you know, crackle and anyway, and and make and try and make as much of that stuff happen live as possible. Um, and you've got your engineering staff who, you mm, know, mm, make mm. every day, make you sound, make everything work and sound better than than you thought it could be. Yeah. And, and, and make all that stuff happen. And the music librarians who you go, hey. Find this. Uh, and, yeah. You know, find this or, or I need. The, uh, yeah, or I need looking, a different I version need, of this. I, 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 I need some new music. I yeah. haven't had time to listen to anything. What's. What's you know yeah. what what what's Fine. not yeah. what's not horrible um, um, so that you know there, there's a whole group of people behind the scenes there's mm. um, now the people who take an interview and you know p- 
pull down more photos and, and expand the, mm. the web listing that you you know as as a producer I would put together and and extend that into a story with quotes from the interview and, mm. and make it a, 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 a much more inviting online yeah. um, uh, front end that you might go oh okay okay well I can just read that that's yeah. that gives me an idea of what it was about or actually yeah. oh now Supporting I'm going to hear the whole afterwards. Yeah, the whole yeah. forty minutes or fifty minutes yeah. Um, so yeah I think. It does come down, but but yeah, for a long you know, for a long while there it was you know it's pretty much me and Kim mm. make it work and 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 you know she she comes up with stuff that you know she wants to get, she wants to make happen and sometimes and it took, yeah. and it sometimes it takes four years to get you know to get to, for, for the planets to align so you yeah. get Clive James yeah yeah um, or whatever but mainly yeah. it's it's you having to come up with stuff that's Each. fresh and yeah. different topical. And, and, Oh, and, in and a lot of cases, but then just just wide of topical, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and and stuff that maybe people haven't heard because I, I yeah I, I think the the challenge of of doing that kind of stuff, and you know, we here we are doing that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just two guys in a lovely um, Aro Valley um, sunlit afternoon um, sitting room doing this, and and chatting about stuff and, and there, you know there's lots of that stuff now and, mm-hmm. and again that's the last five years that's that, that, that's easy to do yeah. and, and you can get it out there and anyone can listen and some of it's good some of it's bad but the um, but the, the the challenge of try of, 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 a, of a mainstream media um, organisation and I think you know Red New Zealand RNZ does it pretty bloody well coming up with your 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 marquee talent where people mm. go, oh, I've heard of that person's name. Yeah. Camille Pagulia got a tune in for that, yeah, even yeah. though she's, you know, kind of passed, was passed it 20 years ago, in my opinion. Um, uh, as well as the interesting stuff where it makes, you know, quantum physics, I mean, you know, you, you kind of have to do that every... Th- Four yeah. or five months just yeah, to yeah. just to keep people yeah see if oh this time I understand what string theory and black holes yeah, is yeah, about because yeah. um, it does take a while to sink in um, and and having great stuff that's just not you know trivial or or, or everywhere or everywhere because that's, that's that, that thing isn't it so of of you know a fairly big name comes to New Zealand on a book tour or, or a a show, a musician, and of course they're worthy, but how worthy are they if ten people are going to cover it? You know, like yep. you're and you're um, you're booked into like a Saturday. So if you get them first, then sure, then it's yeah. definitely worthy. Or if you get a longer time with them, yep. and you know Kim's obviously super skilled, so you know it's going to probably go well. Then it's worthwhile. But there must be a whole lot where you just have to go look. You know, we have to let that one go because oh, it's all, it's just already been covered oh, look, by and, everyone. Yeah, and, and, and all all the times have moved on and mm. it's gonna be and increasingly I, I think, you know, just, just looking at things over the last couple of years, the the pace of things is so fast. Mm, I mean, mm. you know it, That's what I say, it's really tricky for a weekly show now. Like, oh look and, and, and also I mean I was always, you know, with, with anything political or, or current affairsy, I'd I'd always do whatever it took to try and make it live, mm, even if mm. you had to sacrifice mm audio quality for currency because hey in six hours the whole game can change and that mm-hmm. was before Trump yeah yeah kind yeah. of you know yeah, uh, and, yeah. and now and, and, and it's like okay and we've got you know it, 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 uh, even with New Zealand stuff I mean they they re 
I, I tend not to hear Matthew Hooton and Steve Mills on... on Good idea. Cath- <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, uh, Hooton's intriguing. I, um, uh, the, the political chats are on Monday mornings, I, I more often hear in the evenings when I'm cooking mm, dinner mm, mm. on the repeat, but sometimes, even if it's on a Tuesday night, mm. it's out of date because mm-hmm. something's happened, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and suddenly that whole thing yeah. just doesn't have that currency. So... Having to be up up with the times, having to have stuff that's good, finding people that may have written something industry, but interestingly, but mm. they start every sentence with so, or um, or they've got a you know they're just yeah. in uh, 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 and you spend hours in the editing making room, make it sound make it sound a bit more uh, seamless. passable yeah ha um. It, it yeah, it doesn't get easier, and and there's so much more competition now. Mm. I mean, you know, the, the, with what Jesse Mulligan's doing, you know, and I, when he came in, I thought, oh, I don't know about this guy, but he's stepped up, man, and you look at that work rate. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's doing that TV show and and the afternoon program. Yeah, and, how long can he keep that up? <laughs> and he's got three kids. Yeah, I know. Got his poor wife. Um, the um, and again, if, you, if things get particularly with New Zealand and and. Again, as a as a an organisation um, like a publicly funded organisation like RNZ that has to reflect its own culture, really, there's only there's only so many times you can hear the Neil Finn, Dave Dobbin, Mm-mm. Warren Maxwell, you know, um, mm. to name some articulate musicians, yes. and because they're not always. Um, it's it's really hard trying yeah. to trying to get a fresh take on on people and and while I think the whole um, science community has done a you know since the advent of the science media centre mm. with what Peter Griffin and now Dasha Herbalock have done with that in terms of not just getting science New Zealand science to to the media but working with scientists to make them better at working the media mm. and and I think you know the new generation of of talent out there the younger folk are, are just much better at coming you know being mm. not being scared to stand up and saying what they think and mm, being mm. media savvy and, and that's that's great just trying to find the right people mm. is, is really hard and, and I know that there'd be there must be 100 200 really interesting guys in sheds Around yep. New Zealand, you know, who are yep. doing weird stuff in sheds, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and all sorts of hobbyists. Above board weird stuff in sheds, you mean. Well, like. I'll take whatever, because, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you find them? How do you access them and if mm. they're, you know, if they're in a, with good audio? Yes. Um, you know, yeah, how, how, yeah. Do you, how do you find those people and convince them? Because yes. it does take convincing yeah. something. Or, or how, do you, how do you get... Um, how does one? How does a a, a largely uh, white Pakeha organisation, although that is changing too, um, how do those organisations and you know, let's talk mainstream media generally. How can they get uh, Māori involved and yeah. Pacifica people involved and more women involved in what they're doing when the 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 Ah, the systemic racism and sexism yeah. of those businesses, even if they're working to combat them, they're still there, right? Um, how, uh, 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 that unconscious nature of just get, having to get stuff done, how do mm. you bypass that when, um, to say, look at Māori, um, they might prefer to be doing 
stuff on their own channels, you know? Mm. And, and mm. I think that, that how, how does the mainstream media represent all parties? It's, it's really hard because actually if you're really wanting to make change uh, from a, I don't know, black power, trans, um, whatever perspective, mm. um, radical perspective, you know, communist perspective, you're better off doing your own thing and building up your own audience and, mm -hmm. and being able to say what you want unvarnished um, than try to get to the, main, to the mainstream media at all. And if you can get to the right people straight away, like mm. the President of the United States does, you don't need those lackeys of <laughs> yeah. the, the press corps. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, the, the, the whole game has changed and... Uh, um, Still trying to get my head around that and what it means. Well, um, then I'm, I'm sure you can speak to several um, situations where something fell over when you were working with Kim or there was a disappointment in not being able to get someone or they ended up being nowhere near as good as you thought they were going to be dropping the ball. But can, can you mention one or two situations where you tried really hard to get someone and it just didn't work for whatever reason it fell over? Or oh, Leonard Cohen. Yeah, because oh, I was going to say, because oh, that was Kim's dream interview, yeah, was, right? Yeah, no, look, and, and we... We, <clears throat> uh, we had one shot. We, I mean, I tried multiple times, obviously, because yeah. he came back and yeah, forth, yeah. But the, I think the one shot we had was before... When he first been, went back on the road after yeah, the... Yeah, first You show. know, the manager yeah, yeah. Um, took all the money and... Yeah. That 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 tour, we we kind of had a shot at it, mm. but and I you know I I had what I believe to be his actual direct email uh, account. It could have mm -hmm. been it could have been a, a, a flunky, yeah. you know, operating that. But yeah. you know somehow you can just tell. Yeah, yeah. You just you can just tell. Um, and he was lovely and polite and just said no and and and. After that, I just thought, and, and, and when everything went large, I just thought, nah, it's not ever going to happen because mm. all he needs to do now is do an interview for The Guardian or yeah. whoever. Mojo or something. One for yeah. Mojo, one for one for somebody else. Yeah. And they'll just be syndicated. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and your, your, your reputation will do... The rest, and and you know, well, I, I think uh, Sylvie's book did, must have done a huge thing for him too. Because well, we got Sylvie. Yeah, yeah. I was going to so, say, yeah. so it was, well, it was cool <laughs> yeah. that she came out to New Zealand for that, right? For example, and yeah. and and she's still, you know, um, doing the work for him. That's right, and and, and, I, I, and I just think from from your uh, your perspective of you, I mean, why would anyone do media? It's just, yeah. it's just nuts, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, this. Uh, uh, Two interesting people in a room talking is always going to be good, but um, you know, having to just churn up the same story and um, oh, for listen, every... listen to the same yeah. fucking stupid questions time after time, and for people that don't know that you know, New Zealand interviewers and and you know, I mean, Kim's fantastic, but I think Catherine Ryan and Brian Crump on his day and Jesse and um, Wallace, maybe. Um, you know that the 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 
overseas people who come over and go, man, you you guys have done the work. You've actually because they're so yeah. used to that not happening yeah, yeah. on the circuit yeah. that, that everyone's so slack and yeah. just you know once over lightly and and, and shit. Yeah. And I think oh, that, I was amazed when I when I when I spoke to Jeff Beck and I mm. which you know I loved doing that was for the listener and I was surprised they even wanted. I mean they commissioned that and yeah. and it was in fact guy <coughs> guy pretty much said to me I don't actually know why we're doing this but I think. Pamela's a big fan or something, you know, like so that's cool. You're allowed to do that every now and then. That's Absolutely. as a you know, you have to and and he was pretty sure he had the right guy and me um talking to him and I was pretty sure he did and it and it went really well, but towards the end of it I sort of said to him something about, you know, something about, you know, this is this has been really great and uh, I've enjoyed doing this and you and it seems like you have. And he said, uh and I, you know, I'm not saying this to, to, to try and sort of um flatter myself, but he, he said well, I can tell you're a fan, and I can tell you've followed my career. You want to hear some of the conversations I have to have, and that's when it. Re- and this is ten years ago, but that's when it really sunk in for me. I sort of have always been aware of that. You need to be, but it's like, yeah, he would have like cub reporters on newspapers all around the world being told, "Ring this guy." Um, you know, he used to be a big deal. Here's his <laughs> here's his Wikipedia page, and they'd scan it and go, "So." You know, what you, was it like you, working with Jimmy Page? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, replaced yeah, yeah. Eric Clapton and the Yardbirds, you know, would be what they'd chuck at him. And he's kind of going, fuck, I'm, you know. I've, that I've, was, said, I've answered that a, a, a thousand times. Yeah, and I've released however many albums since then. And whatever you think of him, you know. So, yeah, I think we, we hopefully there are people that recognise those chances that, oh, you're still talking to someone really important. Do some fucking work and get something out of them. No, and I think that... And that, I think uh, we have got some good interviews. No, here. I, yeah. I, I think that's... that you. you Again, the, the the potential for doing that is is there, but again, if you get it, you know, if you get a really good thing, it will travel. You yeah, know? and it doesn't yeah. need to be. You don't need to do it more than once necessarily. Or, yeah. or you can arrange it yourself and, and yeah. run your own publicity. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Or you know, what would Prince do? He wouldn't. You know. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a way to to run a career, man. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Taking the wrong sort of drugs at the end, but um, also I sometimes think like. Um, a little bit, you know, what would Neil Young do as well? You know, it's slightly more problematic, but in terms, you know, in terms of his whole not justifying anything that he's done, you know, arguably more <coughs> more turkey albums than absolutely fantastic ones. Does he give a fuck? He don't, no, you know, I, 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 you know would, I he, you would know, he ever have to answer to that? No, because no, a new no. one's coming around the bend in three That's months. That's right, and I think he does give a fuck. I think he, 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 he for him, it's about now, with mortality, you know, Mm-mm. looming down the road. He, 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 he just wants to well, get more he, stuff out. And and I, I think and he's put the catalogue online. And, yeah, and I think I think and, he's quite a um, and finally release. Time fades away. I think he's yeah, yeah. I think he's quite an intriguing example, though, of a musician living in the moment. Though that you know, this is what's important to him right now. This you know, perhaps ill ill fated country phase, or this you know, whatever it is, this return to Crazy Horse sound, but without Crazy Horse, this is important to him. So I'm going to capture it, and then well, he, and then he moves on to something else. Then he moves on to something else, and it's like he's offering up his. We all offer up our photos online for everyone now, but it's like he's doing a version of that, putting mm. his photo albums out into the world every few months for for people to pour over or ignore. And I think you know that that's that's a career model, and and if you look at a guy like. I'm just trying to think, you know, there's contemporary examples too, Kanye. Mm, mm. Kanye, you know, I, 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 he's the hip-hop Neil Young because he doesn't give a shit, man. Mm. 
I can't. I, 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 I agree with you, but I can't. That doesn't sit well for me because I just, I, I think the first three albums were fine and occasionally spectacular in their day, but everything yeah. since then I've just not understood. Yeah, but musically. he's got a way to go. I, 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 yeah. You know, I, uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's a young man. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's, he's, a, he, he, he's where Neil was mm. for tonight's the night. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, to, to be... Yeah, uh, Cotton Moccasin is, I, yeah. I think, you know, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's doing exactly whatever the he shit wants. he wants. Ruben yeah. Nielsen doing yeah. whatever exactly the shit he wants. And yeah. I think, you know, that's... Yeah, Lord, uh, yeah. doing exactly what she wants to do. Um, Aldous doing, you know, and I, I think that you know and we could go on and on and on, and, it, and it's ir- irrelevant whether you or I like them. They, yeah. they've got um, they've got fans. They've got international presence now. They've yeah. got um, ways of reaching an audience that didn't didn't weren't even possible, you know, mm-hmm. ten years ago, and. That's amazing, and and it's really encouraging, I think, for the future, and that, that you're not having the record company go mm, deliver on can't this. You, oh, we yeah, just need another, we need another harvest, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just, just you know, we can't release this, we can't do that. Then it's not about that. Anymore. Well, that's another. Re- that, I mean, that's a, that's reason enough to watch the George Michael docker. You know, that is amazing. <coughs> like him, to, you know, him talking through. Well, everything after Faith, yeah. but particularly the whole concept around Listen Without Prejudice and how right up until the last minute, the record company just did not, well, even after it was out, they didn't get it and they were kind of arguing. Right oh, well, they kind of killed it. Yeah, yeah and yeah, they were yeah, yeah. arguing up to the moment, like, can we at least change the cover? Can we at least, you know, can we at least do this? Can yeah, we? And, 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 and look, I, I just, it, 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 you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's not just that. I think that yeah. the... the, the, the People are people are risk averse. They that they feel like they can't be too out there. That they're not going to make it work for them. But you look at the greats, and that they they really have taken the risks and yeah. not done what everyone else thinks, and yeah. and been bold. And and I think you you these are what the times demand now. Yeah. I don't think any it, it's it's in anyone's interest to. Um, well, Dylan's another great example of the, you know, the way to run a career, isn't he? And when he got he got hit up a while ago about, um, you know, it often comes up the whole concept of plagiarism and stuff, and you know, around him. And recently, someone said, you know, uh, where do you get off stealing those lines from? Blah blah blah. You know, some poet for for a song of one of the recent albums, and he's like, well, you know, if if stealing like that's so easy to do, you do it. You know, yeah. which is a great answer. Yeah. You know, like fuck you. Like I still, I still shaped something out of it, and if it's so fucking easy, everyone's allowed to do it. He's Bob Dylan. Yeah, whatever he, he likes. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So when do you, um, when do you make the decision to, or when is the decision made for you to exit RNZ? What's that about? You decide. Oh, look, had no, enough? no, no, no. I'd, what, I'd, what I'd, had, I'd, I'd probably had because, as you say, that's like three, three times your usual. Yep, I'd probably had career. enough <laughs> after three years. Um, those first three years were probably. The first three years and the last couple of years were probably the best, I think. And there was a period in the middle that was just yeah. slog. Well, it was just, it's, it's slog, man. Yeah. And it's really hard work. Yeah. And and that came at a time when um, RNZ was being restructured. And while um, Saturday morning was largely immune to yes. to to the, the winds of change around us, um, at the same time you saw a whole lot of people being affected by that and yes. not all of it was, was pleasant. And, yeah. and I, I, I would... Uh, back Paul uh, CEO Paul Thompson pretty much 100% on on 
the vision and what he's trying to do and has done with the organisation. I think it's amazing um, of of what what the the thing is now because you know um, really by the you know by the time he took over, it, it, nothing had changed there for ten years. No one had been made redundant. Mm. Hardly anyone had left, you know. So mm. you've got, you know, you've got stasis, and and that can you've creative renewal is essential yep. for any business. You just, uh, you, you've that's got to happen, and and you and people are going to get hurt if that happens. But mm. so be it. You, you just you just can't keep on doing the same old, same old. It, it, it's it's death, and and you and because you will reach a time when suddenly, you know, the Kodak moment where you're out of business, mm. Um, mm. and mm. because you didn't, you know, you got into digital too late um so yeah i guess i was look but at the same time it was a, a really 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 good job and you look around and you go yeah. what else is there out there that's gonna that be this. of, <laughs> yeah. of same interest yeah, yeah, in wellington yeah. pay me yeah. the same amount of money and 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 it's easier and to, to stick with you know the longer you stick it in a thing inertia takes takes hold and you you're, you're more likely to to stick with what you're doing but at the same time, I was, you know, looking out for There's stuff. There's comfort and familiarity too, like in terms of, you know, I know I know I can do this. I turn up each week and get oh, it yeah, done. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, there are when, times in your life when you absolutely need and that. And you just know, I, I, look, I'm still top of the game and yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're really hitting it out of the park. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, what you know, what do I do next? And, and within that time, I mean, I'd gone for internal management jobs that I, I hadn't, right, you know. Got, yeah. Got down to the last two or whatever, and hadn't, yeah. hadn't got, and and because I, you know, if you think where where's the next phase, and I'd, I'd like to be making a contribution to the, um, uh, to the organisation in a different kind of way, and and again, yeah. you know, stepping aside so that someone else can come through, and that whole creative renewal, you know, yeah, yeah, committed yeah. it too, I think, yeah. Um, so when I was down in Christchurch and for the Word Christchurch um, book um, festival and. Um, Got talking to Fergus Barrowman and Elizabeth, Elizabeth Knox's partner in a whiskey bottle, one of those beautiful little tiny bars that Wellington could use more of in yeah. Regent Street, Christchurch, near Regent Street. And he said, You know, you think you're going for the job? I said, What job? The, the writers and readers. And ah, no, it's not enough money in it. And, you know, it's, it's only, it's every two years and you've got to reapply and blah, blah. Uh, oh, no, that's, that's, they're looking at changing things around. And so I, I had a look at that and thought, you know, this is, it's, t- it's time to jump and yeah. whatever happens, this will be fun and this will be good. <clears throat> and it was fun and, and it, it was, was good. good. Yeah. It, it sadly didn't turn into a, a an, I mean, the, the dream was going in and the thought around that going in was that what are the feasibilities of making it an annual, annual event, event. Yeah. so that it, it, it cycles biennially with the festival, the larger New Zealand festival yeah. of which it's a component, uh, but then emerges every second year as its own on its standalone own. thing, yeah. which, which means you're not competing with your own organisation yeah. for, for audiences, which is yeah. part of the problem with, with the thing. Yes. Uh, and gives you a, a continued presence and a continuity. Yeah, builds it. In the marketplace and with the um, the, the networks out there to, 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 to build it, really, uh, which was which was the idea uh, for me going in. But that... that um, Has been knocked back? No, well, it's, it, was a, it was a financial thing, mainly. Yeah. You know, just just yeah. if, if these these things are dif- difficult. And, and I think with, with the... the, the Having it as part of the festival, generally, and you know, there's um, recommendations that I've made around how that 
um, component of the festival could could work better than how I put it together mm. for them in terms of um, you know confining it to a week and and you know just there's, there's a whole lot of stuff that may or may not come to fruit which I probably don't want to talk about right now but um, it has the advantage that you're you're part of a much larger organisation that gives you the yeah. Uh, infrastructure and Support. marketing yeah. clout and technical Budget. background yeah. and that you don't have to have a standalone crew, yeah, uh, yeah, crew yeah. like Auckland does and like um, Christchurch does and you know for, for, uh, I think Auckland you know it, it's such a runaway yeah. success now yes. which you know it's three times the size size of of of, any, of, of Wellington for instance um, and, it, and it's well posi- better positioned in May for schools activity for for a whole and and the sydney circuit and size of venues too like the fact that it's got all those different options <sighs> yeah you've got the one out venue. in the center yeah, yeah. And, and wellington really has a um, struggles to, although you oh, know no. your 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 um programming this year i thought the the way the venues operated i mean i don't know how they actually operated from logistically but i thought it was great you know yeah, and, they, no. and and it was nice that it was a little walking distance you know they were basically next door to each other i mean i think that you know, was pretty cool what are, what are the wins i think that you know it, it was a free it was a a, a different punkier, if you like, um, yeah. program that reflects a lot of my passions, which, you know, I, I was always going to do going in. But I think moving it um, out of embassy at bats where yes. you've got a, a very large and a very small um, alternative um, yeah. options there into a circle one and two where you've got one and 200-seater theatres, uh, the Festival Club, which you can get 300 in, the Renouf, which you could squeeze 450 in. Yeah. Um, you know that that gives you a lot more flexibility. Yeah. Uh, in what you can do. Um, How was it received overall? Do you think? I think pretty good. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I, I enjoyed most, I, I pretty guess, much most of what I saw. I yeah. guess that the, you know you're trying to you're trying to, as was the case with Saturday morning, you 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 want to keep you keep your host happy. Um, yeah. You, you want to keep your your locals happy. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 local constituency, not yep. just. New Zealand, particularly Wellington riders, that make them feel like they're a big part of it because yep. they're as good as anybody else, yep. and they need to be involved and yep. you know make make them feel a, a strong component of it. You want to keep audiences happy as much as you can because the you know they buy the yeah, tickets yeah. Yep. and and give them what they what what you think they need and some of what they want and but you also it, it's important I think to have. The international visitors who come in, and we, you know, we had twenty six of them plus various husbands and wives that, mm. and children that came along for the ride, and and I think having people like that come out and go, man, Wellington's amazing, and wow, that was a terrific event, and I was looked after so well, and then go back and spread that word out among their networks and, mm. and the people that come down from Auckland, the same thing. I think you've got to have for a festival environment whether you're writers and readers or the New Zealand Festival or Coachella or or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, the the festival as a as a thing has to have a cachet of its own that, that people go, Oh, I want to go to that. And I think yeah. that's Auckland Auckland Writers Festival has definitely that. has that. You yeah. know, I mean they totally. they had such a star studded light up last year that, that you know, that they just couldn't have topped that. But yeah, you know, I've I've, I've and I haven't checked in but I I'm sure that tickets are, are going to go gangbusters again because people go for the thing and yeah. they trust the event yeah, is going to yeah, give yeah. them quality 
entertainment and education and excitement. Well, quality and, and quantity too. And yeah. quantity. You, I've know, got, just, you know, the perfect mix of those yeah, two there's things. There's always going to be something yeah. that's going to be good. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's part of what you have to be doing as a festival. Um, and I guess moving to the waterfront and to mm. uh, smaller venues with a greater degree of intimacy close to each other with a, with a bit of a vibe around that. Um, that was all. That was you know. If we if we won on that, and I think we did. That that's a great um, foundation for for our, for the next generation mm, of, mm. of 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 events moving forward. Will you reapply for it? Would I go again? I don't know. I mean, when I came off, side on no. That. When I came off, I said, "No, I'm never doing this again." Never yeah, because no, I imagine it's that oh, sort of so, gig. It was so hard. Yeah. It was so hard, and and really, you know, for 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 a guy who's used to getting. His rocks off, uh, as it were, every uh, you know, every at the end of every Saturday morning yes. through immediate list of response, knowing you've knocked it out of the park again, yes. getting that um, dopamine hit and um, uh, feedback loop every yeah, every and, week, and an instant day or two off, and then jump back into yep, it. Yeah, and just that treadmill yeah. excitement. Yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. Weekly, I'm, I'm quite good with weekly. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having so this you know, was over, this was what eighteen months or yeah, so for much you over of, a year of, build up. Over, yeah, and so and, the day off afterwards has got to feel pretty surreal. Oh, it's weird, man. Yeah, and and even I mean, I think I still think I'm just coming out <laughs> yeah, of yeah. it now. Yeah, um, you know, and and it's been yeah you know, a few weeks now. Yeah, um, well, it's, no, it's been. Uh, yeah, a couple of months really. Um, about six weeks. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know if that's me. You know, mm. and I think there's a lot of people that work on that festival thing where you set it up, you do the thing, and you know, you move on to the the next one. I just don't mm. know if it's the right thing to be doing because a lot of the stuff that I've done has or, or has been making, particularly recently, uh, uh, has been making stuff happen for other people, mm. you know? And, and I mean, obviously I got stuff out of it too, but, um, you know, publishing and, and um, mm. uh, business skills training and radio producing and all that kind of stuff, you're making it work. You're showcasing other people, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy doing that and I'm pretty good at it. But I don't know, maybe it's time for me to be doing something that's, just for me, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and doing that thing where you, you find a way to find the money to keep doing what you yeah, need to yeah. do and then yeah. outside of that um, pursuing a passion that may or may not turn into yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, you know, you... you yeah, and, and you look at the book, you know, and I, I, I knew the book game pretty well from years of Saturday yeah, morning yeah, and yeah, working yeah. with publishers and stuff, but now I really know the book game. Yes, and how it, you know, just the intricacies, and and it's certainly like the music industry. It's certainly not, um, it, you know, the game has changed absolutely, yep. and, it, yeah. and it's not as easy as it used to be in some ways. But in, in other ways, it's a it's a hell of a lot easier. And and I think there's a lot of um, traditional thinking around that industry that that still hasn't changed um, in the way that the music industry has changed because mm. they haven't had to suffer this quite the same disruptions. I mean, mm. uh, the, the the majors now have, I mean, you, you, you really don't have much of a, uh, uh, 
you know, New Zealand's a, like a branch office of a, of a branch office mm-hmm. of a of a you know of a, of the major publishing companies in, in in the world. But when you look at what the, the university presses are doing, that that um, that um, uh, Lawrence and Gibson, you know, with Bradovan Ganangalam's mm. book, um, you know, they're up for the Ockham. You know, they're mm. a tiny little organisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the small presses in New Zealand now are, are doing amazing stuff. Uh, Jenny Helen and Anna, Ellen and Unwin with her New Zealand publishing arm, you know, she's done, you know, the, they really expected Al Brown's book, his cookbook and kind mm. of life book, to be the, the big one for them. Tom Scott just. You know, yeah. astonishing successful. Yeah, yeah. And and I think regardless of what you think of Tom or, or the book, um, you need the hit. You know, if you got the hits, mm. that enables you to do a whole lot of other interesting stuff that that um, changes the game. And, mm. and Penguin Random House, you know, with with Lloyd Jones' book and um, uh, Raj Chakraborty's book, which it kind of missed. People, it, it, that's that's the one to go out and have a look at. Um, okay. That that's something we haven't seen, I think, in New Zealand writing a, a, an Indian perspective on not just India but New Zealand particularly. Mm. And he's a, he's a, you know it's not his first book either, and he's amazingly charismatic and and a great great speaker because book industry you know you can write well and be mm. hopeless mm. on stage or or in an interview, but. You know, when you got the complete package, it's, yes. it's a good thing. And I think, yeah, the the the, the book industry, the, the music industry, film, theatre, I mean, every, everything's possible now, even mm-hmm. for an old white guy like me. Were you able to enjoy anything that happened in, event-wise at the Writers and Readers? Because, you know, <laughs> I, before you answer that, I, I go to a lot of stuff, oh. as you know, and... I often think this, like I think this at gigs, sometimes you'll ca- you'll actually see the promoter. They never, I mean, they pr- they're probably having a good time when they count how much money they made, <laughs> but they don't look like they're having a good time when the show's happening. And I, I think this at all things, and often at literary, I mean, I saw you at that event, you, you stood up and introduced a couple of things, well, probably several things, but a couple of things I, I saw, and a couple of cases you had to kind of sit in at the last minute, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> did you get a chance to actually sit down and watch something or, or be part of something and go, fuck, this was great like as a book fan as as a as a sickly kid in wellington reading books were you able to go back to that and go fuck this is so cool that uh, i got to hear not as much um as, as I, you thought no, not as be, much as i would have no yeah, i, I thought liked. i pretty I, I could see that i wasn't was going to happen not as much yeah. as i would have liked yeah uh, but then it, it, it having been in that production seat with saturday you you, you you, while you, there's moments when you get to sit down and listen to Kim at work, or, mm-hmm. or or hear a complete interview when you're editing it, or whatever, or you know the the the, the fun part of the job is meeting the, hooking the guests, meeting the guests, making them feel good, yeah, making the contributing whole thing to work, their making the whole thing work, work, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and that weekend just everyone going, oh, you seem so calm, and I was calm, I was because I was having a good time and everything was working, and just. Winding around, getting immediate good feedback, and and seeing things go off all over the show, and seeing bits and pieces of stuff, and mm. um, seeing Kim do her um, extraordinary uh, 
portion of the opening night mm. gala, which, you know, um, I mean, I had really had no idea how that thing was going to go, and then it just started selling, and it sold and sold and sold. Yeah. And, you know, we got 1,200 people in the, in the MFC for, you know, a, just bunch of bunch of people standing up and talking which was you know pretty good I thought and um, great bunch of people though right like great bunch great of people and well sequenced yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, you know and I, I think um, I saw all of Kim's bit there and I, I saw the whole of the Tom Scott roast which was you know the, well, the like, that, was that fun like did that actually it was really fire it was yeah. fun and again you know again I, I hadn't really pulled all that together till quite close yeah. to the end so yeah. it was always it's still a bit of a a, a punt is whether this is going to work and yeah. you know, you're trying to get food and beverage into yeah. people at the same time as you're doing a show and yeah. Sainsbury's flying in from Christchurch that that uh, you know that afternoon yeah. so you know thank god the weather's good and <laughs> yeah. and um uh yeah no it was it was it was just so many smiles beautiful wellington sunny sunday afternoon everyone mm. laughing and then watching that rock and and just thinking ma'am could have just kept the ticket at 80 bucks and not even given them food and made a whole lot more money. Um, and then wandering across to the to Circa where Chris Teese and Anna Jackson were having their, their book launch and mm. that was just full of people who'd come from the Poetry International session just beforehand, which I thought, you know, hopefully that will happen. And Chris just doing this, you know, with this amazing book of poems and... Um, just speaking so passionately and yeah it was just you know you just go the, the whole thing has been a real kick-ass um event from prison voices on the on the on the you know with people two buses full of riders going out to Rimataka and and participating in a creative writing workshop with with prisoners out there and Ian Tregillis, you know, saying afterwards, this is this has been a life changing experience. Mm. I've had writer's block for two years, and it's gone. And you go, I'll take that. That's enough. Mm. Yeah. That's that's what you do it for to 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 make things great and hopefully touch people's lives and make them think that's made me a better person or that's changed my life or I could do this or, wow, that's given me the inspiration to go and do something great. That's like, that's what, that's what things is. That's what life's about for me. Yeah. And are you currently technically unemployed? I guess I am. I haven't signed <laughs> For on. the first time in a while, yeah. <coughs> first, yeah, time yeah. In, first time in, oh gosh, because I've So been, what, what, what do you write down if you fly out of I the left, country I, and they ask you to, you know, write down what your occupation is? What do you write down? Oh, I'm a producer, yeah. I think. It's, yeah. Producer's a good word. Yeah. It's, it, it covers a multitude. It's a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I walked out of, I, walk, I finished on, I've finished on, I did my last Saturday morning show and, um, Yeah, I started at the festival the, the, the next Monday, so... You know, right, just straight into it. I've, I've been working for 12 and a half years. Yeah. Time to take, time time to to take have, a... Time to have a pause. Time to have a pause, yeah.